Welcome back to Divinity 648. My name is Christina. It is Tuesday, May 24th. It is 4.45 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So the energy that's coming through is incredible, right? We've been going through the final um, phases of detaching from the residual energy left from third dimension. This uh, really started kicking our, kicking into gear around us with equinox energy that passed. We are submerging ourselves or really enjoying and reaping the energy of solstice. So keep in mind, equinox energy is like a magnetizing um pulling type energy right it's that get it done whereas solstice is like this lighter uplifting high vibe kind of energy so solstice is supposed to kick into gear on tuesday june 21st we are definitely um stepping into that solstice energy now right um if you're high vibe you understand just because there's a date associated with an energy it doesn't mean you don't feel the energy in advance right like um high vibes typically can feel full moon energy new moon energy 3 days before the energy um or the actual date of the full moon that's why when you're doing moon water they tell you you can put it out 3 days before because uh, that's when the energy is at its uh, strongest, right? Um, it's when it's creeping in. It's when it's uh, really the, the fresh part of it. So we're in that phase of solstice. We're already starting to feel solstice energy. We're already starting to um, really change more than just a perspective, but to change direction right we're changing paths we've got a different um think of it like a camera lens right when you change out the lens it's different it's a different perspective it's different energy it's a different direction or at least it's supposed to be so people will be drawn more into being in alignment with compassion forgiveness love happiness, right? It's that higher vibrational, you know, summer's vibe, you know, compare it to Christmas spirit, right? Every year um, we get hit with some solstice energy around Christmas time and it uplifts everyone and get, it's supposed to uplift them and get them in this holly jolly spirit. Um, This is the same energy, but around summertime. Okay. So solstice vibes are already here it's important to um stay grounded right a lot of people are doing the right thing they're separating from toxic relationships right um think of that like cuffing season cuffing season is now over you're no longer settling with someone because it's convenient or it's uh the right thing for the moment you are you'd rather be alone you'd rather um 
deal with whatever you need to deal with and get through life alone than to settle for a situation that is um, not in alignment with where you want to be, where you're going. Okay. That's the energy that's coming through. This is where we're at. And again, you want to stay grounded during all of this because you don't want to make, you don't want to make, um, You don't want to make changes that can be detrimental to self, right? A lot of people get that, oh my God, I want to go backpacking. Let me sell everything and buy a van and hit the road. You know, this this is something you have to take your time with. This is something that you need to do in phases, which is why the higher your vibration, the earlier on you catch the energy and you naturally just start taking steps. You naturally just start putting um, things in motion, setting things in place so that way when the appropriate time comes up, everything's already done. You've already laid the foundation nice and smoothly. There was no panicking. Um, If you are higher vibe, you're noticing that you are overlapping, right? Like let's say, let's say um, by end of solstice season or within six months, right? For the next major shift of energy, you are, for some people, it's less than six. For some people, it's three. Um, I'm getting three. Or two, two to three, okay? You want to be taking necessary steps, right? So let's say your goal is to um, move out of the area. You want to go, you want to go, you want to go, but you're not really going to go. Not right away. Because the divine is going to interfere. The divine is going to slow things down a little bit. Um, give other people who didn't do the work when they were supposed to do the work the opportunity to get that work done, right? Because let's be honest, the divine is unconditional love. It's unwavering, right? It's forgiving. Um, I'm not saying the divine is like that in all circumstances, right? Because we do have karmic law, but that karma energy is that um, being held accountable for what you are and who you are flow. Whereas the divine is more of the, you know, unconditional love, right? Do you see how there's that yin-yang balance? Why divine and karma are always side by side. They always go hand in hand. You know, think of divine order in karmic law, um, the sun and the moon. Think of it like, you know, literally yin yang. You can't really have one without the other. So that divine is unconditional love, forgiveness, and everything else. And karmic law is that holding you accountable and, and cleaning up your actions. Um people are people are kind of Again, paving that way, they're doing what they need to do, and, and the divine is pushing in that forgiveness, that compassion, that unconditional love energy. And then I can also see some of the karmic cycles have closed out for a lot of people. So people could have left uh, third-party situations. They could have filed for divorces and toxic marriages. Um 
people who are not married are just further apart. I'm also seeing really great energy of people who are in committed relationships. Their persons are dropping whoever the third parties were, right? So ending a third party doesn't necessarily mean that somebody walks away from their priority, uh, the relationship that they gave priority to. Um, a lot of people are actually cutting off third parties and focusing on uh, the person that they gave their heart to, right? Their commitment to. Um, a lot of people, again, walked away from a toxic home environment um, and settled down or are um, paving that way. Like I said earlier, this is that part where you are um, not rushing off into a direction so quickly, making choices that will be detrimental, but taking the unconscious steps or even for some people consciously, you know, um, finding a place, finding a new job, uh, you know, found a place, slowly furnishing it, you know, um, people who live at home with family members, they're apartment hunting, right? Because they want more. Some of them might have gone through like an inner conflict or a conflict with their family, like they've outstayed their welcome or they're not getting along. This is that energy from Equinox, right? Taking you up out of that comfort zone. Um, and then the solstice energy is that, okay, you know, this is from love. This is karmic law. This is tough love. I, you know, divine order is still here. You know, I still forgive them. They still forgive me. I don't want to burn a bridge. This is family. I love my family. I'm taking this as a lesson to just get up and go, um, take control of my own life kind of flow, that empowerment kind of flow. Um, and then that's when those family members are like, oh, man, you know, I really wanted you to get the hell out of my house. I don't know what it was. We were on each other's nerves. And now that you've got a place, it's like I'm loving. I'm unconditional. Let me see what I have here that I don't need, that I don't use, that I can give to you so you're not moving into an apartment with nothing, right? Do you see that um, yin-yang energy, that that loving flow, that healthy balance between karma and divine order, um, that's what I'm talking about. That's that energy that's here. Um, so as quickly as people are are coming into conflict uh, to shake them up out of their comfort zone, they are finally taking those steps um, to get into their new layer, right? This is going to be that new comfort zone, that new change that becomes the new normal Um until next season when we have to break up anything that shouldn't be there. But hopefully you guys know by now that you're supposed to be doing karmic cycles with the four quarters of the moon. Every month we get triggered about something. Sometimes it's the same thing every month until we take that action. Sometimes it's so many different things because we're still not taking the appropriate action. Um, this is that energy that you need to watch yourself around, right? Use appropriate discernment. Don't just pencil dive. Don't just pencil dive. Actually look around, you know, take um, a, a proper assessment of things and put things in motion. This is that point right now where we should be putting things in motion. You know, maybe um, you're doing an out-of-state move. You start looking for jobs. You start learning what living somewhere else is going to be like. What are the fees? What are the consequences? Um, 
how does employment work? You know, what taxes are you going to be responsible for? Um, how does this work? How does rentals work? How does homeownership work? What neighborhoods are, you know, you're actually doing the work. You're not pencil diving. You're learning. You're taking the appropriate steps. Right? It's like not just dipping your toes in the water. You've now become knee deep, okay? And you're you're making your way to waist deep. You're not being impulsive. You're doing it right. That's the steps that everyone needs to take right now, not the pencil diving where, you know what, fuck this. That's, I can, okay, I'm going to take this when I'm out of here. I mean, we all want to do that, but the divine is definitely, um, making sure karmic cycles are closed out effectively or efficiently, um, correctly and in the appropriate way so that everyone's karma, right? Because karmic cycles involve so many different people, places, um, companies, and, and things. Everything is energy. Businesses are energy. People are energy. Places, homes are energy. Cities are energy. Branches of government are energy. Everything has energy to it. Everything has an aura. So, so basically, you want to take the steps, but do not stop. Keep pushing. It's going to get hard. It's going to be very difficult. But this is that energy that's coming through that's going to make things easier for you than what it would have been at any other given time. And things only go wrong when you rush through it because you're not allowing karmic cycles to close out for everything and everyone involved. When you go slow and you take your time and you do things right, everyone, everything, all of those exchanges of energy, they have the ability to close out correctly. And if they don't, that's their, that's for them to deal with, right? So think of it like color wheels. Over time, the, uh, the new color fades, right? Blue with yellow become green. You know, when, when we lose someone through death, you know, over time, their energy, the residual energy just starts to fade out, right? When you dye your hair, your roots grow out. So the energy of people, places, and things with time fades out. It, you know, it goes away. It, it grows out. This is how karmic cycles are able to be closed. So if you are in that right energy now, instead of being impulsive, you're being strategic, logical. Even if nobody else understands your logic, you're staying true to your logic. You're pushing. You're not giving up. You're energetically setting the intention. You're manifesting by visualizing and, and staying focused in the background on the things you need to be doing. Even if you're not able to physically take action, your mind should be in alignment with taking all of the necessary steps, thinking about all of those steps, seeing them completely all the way through. 
you're sending that out into the universe. And when you're crossing paths and dealing with individuals, you're leaving a portion of that energy with each of them, with each of them too. So they should be already feeling like, okay, so-and-so is really serious this time. They're really going to go. Or, you know, so-and-so is really getting their shit together. They're really hunting for apartments. They're, they're ready to move out of my home. You know, like maybe this argument was what we needed to get them on the right track kind of flow. However your situation best fits it, right? But overall, that's the vibe. That's the energy. And it's going to stay like that for a while, right? Because this is solstice. This is that uplifting. Let's be on a different vibration, seeing things correctly. But don't get it wrong. Karma's still here. Karma never walks away. Yin yang. No matter how many times you rotate that circle, no matter how many times you spin it around, they're together. Even when you pull them apart, there's still a portion of each with one another. Yin yang, right? You will not have the other without the other. It will be on a lesser degree, or for some it will be on a harder degree or a more intensified degree, but you still have both. So if you're still dealing with karmic cycles, you're going to be that in that larger portion of the yin, and there's still going to be that small portion of the yin within that yin, right? That's the best way I can describe it. So the goal is to stay whole and have a healthy balance. If you're not in balance with the yin-yang energy, maybe you're dealing with more negative stuff than positive. You know, maybe you're the one that's pencil diving into shit and not giving, excuse my language, and not giving yourself a chance to set that intention out, put those vibes out, take those steps now. So that way when the timing, divine order divine timing steps in the transition is effortless right it's smooth it's not stressful it doesn't feel toxic whereas if you're just pencil diving in and trying to fight divine timing divine order you're gonna be in that oh my god this was so chaotic this went wrong that went wrong they lost my luggage they lost this the truck freaking got lost furniture showed up late you know Stuff like that. Stuff like that. So just try to keep that in the back of your mind when you're going throughout your day. Synchronized messages, number patterns, um, all of those things are going to be triggers for the next couple of weeks because the vibration that we are dealing with is very high. It's very high. Um, we have gone through and are still in a major energy shift. And this is that shift of solstice energy coming into play. Think of it like a syringe. That solstice is pushing its way through, forcing the residual of equinox out. Equinox is that sudden change. It's that argument, right? It's that, that conflict that sparks the need for happier times, which are right around the corner. Take the steps you know you need to take. Find the job. You know, some people, their your income is about to abruptly stop. It's about to abruptly change, right? Well, you're not worried about it because 
you've been doing the work on yourself this entire time, right? You know, um, some people, you've been going to a dead-end job. You've been going to a job where you have coworkers who are uh, toxic, insecure, basic, petty, low vibe, you know, still act like they're in high school, right? They don't understand the difference between instructing someone being stern, corporate, or whatever. Um, They don't know the difference between that and being petty and low vibe and immature. They don't understand. It's different cloths, different types of people. You know, you you put corporate America into a a business that that is um, with those, you know, I don't want to be discriminative, but you know what I'm talking about. Certain jobs have this vibration of being petty, low vibe, even if it's in an office. Everybody's in each other's business. Everybody doesn't know how to mind their business. People are stalking people on social media, talking shit about people. That's toxic. That's not normal. I mean, people are making it normal, but that's really bad. Whereas you go to like a corporate America type of company, um, they might have a couple here and there that like to talk privately, but you walk through an office, people are doing their work. You know, there there is no water cooler time where, where it's socialization, talking about everything and anything under the sun. They're working. They're focused on a job that they're being paid to get done. Different types of people, right? This is that energy that you're going to be dealing with on a regular basis. You're seeing the difference between yourself and other individuals and you're taking the steps accordingly. So if you're in a job where you don't fit in with the other layers of people or the other layers of people are becoming um, intolerable, Instead of you waiting for things to blow up in your face or things to get out of hand, you just start taking the necessary actions, right? Maybe you're job hunting. Maybe you're putting your resume out. Maybe you're redoing your resume. Maybe you're actually going on interviews because this is not working. And the longer you try to hold on to it without taking those other side steps, the worse it's going to be, right? Maybe it just gets to the point where you're like, man, F this job. I'm not doing this anymore. And you just walk out or you just give them your notice and you don't ever want to return back because if that's the environment that they allowed for so long, you know, why would you even want to entertain it? People don't change. They say people change, but you can tell when people change and when they don't and when they just, oh no, I'm trying, I'm trying. But in reality, they're not, you know, you know, because you can see it in the way that they move. So people right now should be paying attention to people's behaviors, their tendencies. Is it in alignment with the way that they used to move? Are they still doing the things that they used to do? Right? Think of it like, give me something different. Okay. Think of it like a narcissistic lover or an insecure person. Let's say a uh, person B or C, right, whatever name, um, we'll call him Fiona or, or Henry, we'll call him Henry. Let's say Henry has a reputation of not being faithful in any of Henry's commitments. Henry's 
partner is tired of Henry's behavior, so Henry's partner decides to leave. Well, Henry does everything Henry can to hold on, right? Including impregnating his partner, thinking that's going to save the relationship, and it probably does. But Henry doesn't change who Henry is. He's still unfaithful to his partner and doing whatever the fuck Henry wants to do. Excuse my language. That partner is eventually going to leave Henry with the child or without the child, who, who, whatever. Because Henry didn't change. Henry just bought Henry some more time. Well, now Henry's on to a new relationship, has a psychopathic ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or kid's mother from the past. Henry's doing the same things Henry did with the last relationship. Did not learn a lesson. Now Henry's new partner is like, I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm out. Henry does what Henry knows to work. Henry goes and gets the new partner pregnant. They work on their problems. Henry continues to do what Henry has been doing this whole time, what Henry wants to do. Well, that partner's tired of Henry's shit too. And that partner walks away from Henry as well. What does Henry do? Same shit. Start dating, find a partner, settle down with that partner, continue to be the fucking person that Henry is and sleep around and do all those fuckery things. Now this third person wants to walk away from Henry too. What does Henry do? You would hope Henry has learned his fucking lesson and is is ready to settle down and be smart and not waste time and, and not be a manipulator or a sick fuck and do the right thing. So that person gives Henry the benefit of the doubt, right? That person waits around a little bit longer for Henry. Let me see what Henry's doing. Henry keeps coming to that person maybe after being with another woman. And sometimes Henry's partner won't catch on. But most of the time, Henry's partner can smell the perfume, can smell the different body soap. Uh, Maybe Henry uh, used a condom and Henry's person can smell or taste the lubricant from the condom. Or maybe Henry decided to have sex without a condom and Henry's partner can taste the other person on Henry. Or maybe Henry switches to a, um, you know, Henry gets smart, right? And Henry's just like, okay, we'll use this and I'll use a water-based this. So there's no flavor, there's no taste, there's no smell. But Henry's partner catches that too, right? Because of the texture. And the fact that it's not normal for that to be on Henry's person. So Henry's partner is now like, okay, I hung around and I don't see Henry changing. So I already know if I get pregnant, I'm not hanging around with Henry because Henry hasn't learned the lesson. And Henry's been doing the same fuckery for God knows how many fucking years with how many fucking women. So that cycle's going to close. Because Henry's partner, unlike the rest of his persons didn't pencil dive they opened their eyes they used the energy of the current shift to keep their eyes open 
to be fully alert. So when Henry comes and gets them pregnant, they already know this doesn't change anything. This isn't going to fucking work. No, thank you. No, thank you. Dodging a motherfucking bullet, right? I mean, Henry can't sit there and say anything because his actions and behavior, although he lies his way through everything, it can't be um, challenged by the evidence. That's the best thing about evidence. You can say whatever the fudge you want to say. But if you're actually analyzing circumstances and paying attention, you're noticing things that can't be manipulated or or forgotten, right? You can't forget what you know. You don't forget what you see. I mean, eventually over time, but not really. So maybe, maybe by closing out that cycle, Henry learns. Henry smartens up and Henry fixes Henry's life. Maybe that conflict from Equinox was everything that both of those parties needed to happen for them to go their separate ways or maybe for Henry to smarten up and they can stay together. Um, But make no mistake, the energy that's here isn't going away. More energy will come in and overlap and blend in. But energy never, um, this energy is not leaving anytime soon. It's solstice. The residual of Equinox is fading out, but the lessons we've learned the tools we've gained, the ascension people have accomplished through that energy doesn't fade away. The energy goes, but the impact of the energy stays. Does that make sense? So if you grew through equinox and you raised your vibration, you're not going to drop in vibration because equinox left. You stay the same vibration. You did that work. That's what I'm talking about. That's the energy that's here. You know, maybe um, Tabitha goes to work every day um, and Tabitha is more focused on what other people are doing. Or maybe Tabitha is going through a self uh, transformation or a self-discovery phase, right? Maybe they're still in their dark night of their soul. Right. Maybe Tabitha went through a divorce or a separation or her boyfriend of like three years just broke up with her for her best friend. Uh, Tabitha is going through it internally and is challenging everything about Tabitha. So Tabitha starts looking around. Tabitha finds a coworker who resembles some type of a character of the person that her boyfriend broke up with her for. Tabitha then becomes obsessed and infatuated with that person. I want to know more about people like this because this is what my boyfriend left me for. So let me watch this person and see more about this person. And then Tabitha finds out that that person is exactly the person that her friend's uh, ex-boyfriend left her for. Now they have a common thing. I work with the person that your boyfriend left you for and she's in the same energy or the same type of person that my boyfriend left me for. So now I'm going to fuck with her. I'm going to fuck with her to get back at her for you and I'm going to fuck with her to take my aggression out on the things that happened to me with my boyfriend. So Tabitha then goes to work every day and looks for ways to irritate, frustrate, and aggravate or whatever word you want to give her coworker. 
Tabitha is so focused on the petty behavior, she starts messing up in her work. That same coworker she's messing with is then responsible to clean up Tabitha's work. Well, that coworker's getting tired of the fuckery, starts addressing it. Tabitha being the narcissistic fuck that she is, excuse my language, or the toxic, low vibe, uh, karmic energy that she's in, uses her passive, manipulative manner to get through things. Well, maybe that coworker doesn't want to put up with Tabitha and decides to just leave the company and let Tabitha have it. Tabitha's that big boss on campus. Let her fucking have the fucking campus. Deuces, right? Then a new employee comes in and Tabitha, you know, has no conflict with them. But then Tabitha starts to see that that new employee has different work ethics or strong work ethics um, and feels a little threatened by them. Maybe it's not even a new employee. Maybe Tabitha shifts gears, goes into a different department, and there's other people more qualified to do the job than Tabitha. So Tabitha does what Tabitha knows how to do. Oh, shit. I mess with so-and-so and so-and-so luck. Maybe I should mess with so-and-so passively as it applies to this role in this situation. And maybe they'll just stand down or back down or walk away. Or maybe the other people around Tabitha have noticed a pattern in Tabitha's behavior and Tabitha's now dealing with some karma. Or maybe the solstice equinox shift low-key exposed Tabitha and Tabitha hasn't caught on yet. And Tabitha's still doing her fuckery, not realizing that certain individuals, like Henry's partner, are noticing things, are paying attention to tendencies and behaviors, are accumulating evidence. See how that fits in your life, right? You know, some people are in this energy of my person left me Um, let me go into stalker mode. Let me see where they're going, see what they're doing, drive buying their house, print calling their phone, um, stalking social media, doing all those dumb things that people do. Instead of just, uh, being mature, being an adult and owning shit. Right? The problem right now is that in all of the different sets of energy that I can grab from collective, like what's going on collectively, like, you know, all over the place. The problem that I can see is adults don't want to adult or they don't know how. And Equinox put things in motion, right? I said a few years ago, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been at least a year probably more. I said, um, maybe not. I said, Yamoja, Oya, and Kali were here. Yamoja is sending out those waves, those vibrations, right? You're either riding it, you're getting hit with it, or you're being dragged under by it. And Kali came through and painted everybody's rising sun energy gray. Everybody's mask, everybody's um, show, right? 
is painted gray. That mask is now gray. There's no camouflage. There's no fuckery. There's no, you know, regardless of what they're trying to do, everything is gray. And then Oya came through with that, with that wind, with that force, with that storm-like, um, tornado-like motion. And she set everything in motion. So let's say Tommy. Tommy likes to tell stories. Tommy's so used to being in his mode of telling stories that he gets confident. And he starts saying things and he doesn't care who's around to listen and what's being said. And it doesn't even fucking matter because Tommy is so used to just telling his stories the way he wants to. And nobody ever saying anything to Tommy. And nobody ever questioning Tommy because Tommy's well known. Well, Oya sends in that, that motion, that energy. And what it does is it helps Tommy to stay in that high vibe, in my vibe, in my zone flow. Almost like a tornado. He's so caught up in his own motion of telling his stories and doing what he does that he doesn't realize that he's being exposed. He's wreaking havoc, right? We can see a tornado coming because of the chaos it causes, because of the fuckery around it. Well, Tommy's inside that tornado just whipping around doing what Tommy does. But people can see Tommy for what Tommy really is. Man, Tommy's not coming through here cleaning everything up like he's acting like he is. Tommy's coming in here wreaking havoc, destroying everything. Right? It's it's like getting caught. It's that energy of not realizing that people can see you for who you are. Thinking that you're still getting one over on people. That's what's going on. That's that Oya. That's what Oya did. O-Y-A. Oya. She sent people in that forward motion. So they're doing what they, they know how to do. Right? Henry. Henry does what Henry does. But Oya painted Henry's mask gray. So now Henry's partner can see right through. There's no, there's no blinder. There's no facade. There's there's nothing there. The, the mask doesn't have camouflage. It's gray. Henry's not getting away with fucking anything. His partner sees everything. There's no camouflage. Everything's right there. You put a black ball in front of a gray background, that black ball pops out. You put an orange glob on a gray black round, that orange is popping out. Well, you painted everybody's mask gray. Your shit is on full display. You're not getting over on anyone. Let's say, um, let's go back to Henry. Let's say Henry, um, you know, when Henry realizes that his partner isn't uh, being fooled by him and his ways and she sees right through him and she's sticking her gun and she's definitely done and fuck this shit. You know, I'm moving on. You're not even trying to change. You're not doing anything different. What does Henry do? Henry gets desperate, right? Henry's like, she's seeing someone. All of a sudden, it's his partner's fault. All of a sudden, his partner is the fucking problem. All of a sudden, his partner is seeing other people sleeping around, must be, because that's what the partner used to do in the past, or that's what Henry does, or that's what other people have done to Henry. 
So Henry starts having people follow his partner. Oh, your person just left. Oh, this, I, I just saw this one over here. Oh yeah, who's that with? Oh yeah, maybe Henry gets so fucking crazy, Henry taps into his person's phone, his person's car GPS. Who knows what Henry knows how to do or how Henry can get shit done. But Henry's now stalking and watching his person, blaming his person like his person's some type of hoe or conducts themselves in the same manner as Henry. Because it's what Henry does, right? When Henry's not giving his person attention, it's because he's messing around with other people. So now that his person's not giving him attention right away, his person's messing around with other people. Henry's person sees all of this. They notice the friends. They notice the ex-girlfriends who are like Henry's groupies and will drive around and do things for Henry. They notice everything. Because Oya painted everything gray. Henry's doing the same shit that Henry always does and gets away with. The only difference now is that the energy is exposing everything. So if you are trying to change your life and do things better, open your eyes. Your eyes are not going to lie to you. The energy's here. You should have this gigantic, think of it like instead of just, you know, squinting your eyes to look at some words on a paper or, you know, maybe you need your glasses and it's still hard to read. Somebody just walks up to you with this huge, gigantic magnifying glass. And puts it over in front of you for you. It is so clear. You cannot mistake it for anything but. This is where we're at. This is what's going on. Everything that people were doing to other people. Okay. I like this. Sorry. I love channeling. And uh, right now I'm channeling with a couple of my um, ancestors who were walking in this lifetime. Um, So they get to give me some real juicy gossip. Um, Let's say, uh, ooh, let's say Henry has a bunch of ex-people that Henry used to deal with. Some of them were actual partners. Some of them are kids' mothers. Some of them are ex-wives and kids' mothers. Some of them are just... (laughs) toys, things that Henry used to play with, okay? And Henry decides that he's going to really do his best to make things right or Henry decides he's not going to settle down or he's trying to figure out who he wants to settle down with and there's a bunch of people competing uh, for Henry's attention, his groupies, um, his ex-kids' mothers, all of the above, Henry notices that one person's done with the fuckery and is just like, I'm fucking done. They can all fucking have you. I'm all set. Right? Henry's groupies think they've won because they've been throwing witchcraft around. Right? To separate the two. But what Henry's groupies aren't realizing is what they've done with the craft it's exposed. It's known, right? How do I, oh shit, my grandmother's amazing with this. I'm sorry, I'm listening while I'm talking. So what I'm being shown is, um, let's say Henry 
has a lot of women that come and go, come and go, come and go, on and off, on and off, on and off. But Henry has um, one of those women that is consistent throughout the whole thing. There's no on and off. And if there is on and off, it's very short and in, in far in between, right? Like uh, it, it doesn't last very long, the distance or the disconnect. Um, and it doesn't happen as often. Everybody else on and off, on and off, in and out, in and out. But throughout all of it, you know, there's one that always remained. Those other on and offs, in and outs have a problem with that. And they, they start attacking that that one. And that one has known and put up with it and dealt with it and pushed through it all. And Henry's known about it, but done nothing about it, actually found it fucking amusing. Or maybe Henry just didn't know because Henry wanted to just ignore it. But Henry knew, right? So now this energy is exposing all of those groupy ass bitches. So maybe that one gets a flat tire um, but the groupie bitch who did something to cause the flat tire ends up with three flat tires or four flat tires or um, gets into an accident or hits a pothole and needs more than just a tire, but a whole core and, and, and messed up the whole thing, right? Or maybe um, Henry's one, uh, give me something. Maybe Henry's one had a minor uh, plumbing situation and and they talked to Henry about it. And then months later, one of the other ones accidentally or incidentally or just comes right out and tells Henry, oh, I've got this problem. I need some help with it. And when Henry goes, it's literally a similar plumbing problem, but 10 times worse than what it was done to his number one. Well, now Henry's starting to notice a fucking pattern. Shit happens to my number one. And then soon later or right around the same time, Shit happens to the groupie bitch 10 times worse. You want to know what's going on there, Henry? Your number one is divinely guided, divinely created, and divinely fucking protected. Any and everything sent to your number one gets sent back to the sender 10 times fucking worse. Each and every fucking time. So no matter what happens, it is never as bad as it is intended to be. But it always gets that bad for the person who initiated it. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's not the other way around. Your number one isn't the one doing all the fuckery. It's your groupy ass bitches doing all the fuckery to your number one. And that's why Henry lost his number one. Because Henry still entertains those groupy ass little bitches. Thinking that his number one can't see what the fuck is going on. What else? Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the rest of that energy, how can I explain this? How can I clearly explain the rest of this energy that I'm seeing? So let's say person A, person A, uh, let's say person A puts up with like a lot of BS, right? I mean, like a high vibe empath, even empaths go through hostile working environments, fucked up shit happens in their lives, all of the above. 
right? They have friends who attack them because they're worried that their lovers want their friend instead of them just bossing up in their relationship. They fuck with their so-called friend or, you know, whatever the reasoning is. So we're going to say person A is this empath. And as if you know anything, you know, empaths are a magnet for, for fuckery because of who they are, right? The light, the darkness always tries to, to throw shadow on the light. Okay. So person A goes through all this fuckery, witchcraft on them, partner cheating on them, whole bag friends, sleeping with their partner, like all kinds of crazy fuckery. So person A, instead of turning toxic like its environment, goes within. Spiritual solitude, dark night of the soul, phoenix rising. Crown chakra activation, right? Did the fucking work. Didn't matter what was being done to them, how often it was being done to them, still stay true to themselves and the things that they were experiencing and went through their ascension process. Now, person A is literally the embodiment of that Kevin Gates song, Out the Mud. Not like the drug part, but like the the, the actual core meaning of what that is, right? That lotus flower, that embodiment of a lotus flower coming up out of dark, dirty, muddy waters and, you know, resting on the top of the surface underneath that beautiful sun. Meanwhile, all that fuckery is still going on underneath the waterline, but that that lotus flower isn't worried about nothing. That energy is around. A lot of people are going to start seeing other people in their lives who they are so used to shitting on actually just floating Remember I said Yamoja has been sending out waves. You're either riding it, floating on it, getting hit by it, or being pulled under. A lot of people are finally rising to the top of that energy where they're just floating. They're going with the flow of life. They're vibrating and staying in alignment with the energy that's coming through from the divine. And because they're doing that, they're protected. They're going places. It doesn't matter how long it takes them. They're trusting divine timing to bring them to shore, right? They're trusting the waves to bring them where they're supposed to be. They're not fighting the waves. They're not holding on to shit that they don't belong holding on to, which is why people get hit by the waves. And they're not holding on to other people who are leveling up, which is why others are getting sucked under with that undertow. That energy, there's more and more people getting to the top. There's more, um, yeah, I like that. There's more lotus flowers showing up than not, whereas before it would be very far in between, very few. Now there's more and more coming up to the surface. More and more people are ascending. More and more people are choosing the path of ascension over the path of not, right? Over the path of uh, narrow-mindedness, toxicity, you know, the toxic stuff. More and more people are being like, okay, I was wrong. 
okay, what I did wasn't right. Okay, I can't do this no more. Okay, I need to change. People are doing that so they can be at the top. People are doing that so they can ride the wave, flow with that, the current naturally instead of getting fucked up. Karma's doing its job, basically. So I literally have given you so many different scenarios for so many different groups of energy, and that's still not even all of them, but the overall energy is the same. As you can see, in different areas, the energy is still the same. The root of it is still the same. You know, it's like the movies. These movies are all the same. The plot's a little different. The characters have changed. You know, you went from a bank robber to a a casino theft, you know, but it's still the same shit. It's still the same karmic lessons. The shifts of energy is forcing change. Do better. Don't repeat these cycles. See through the fuckery so you can overcome these karmic hurdles. Close out these karmic cycles. Bottom line. Don't pencil dive into anything. Start setting intentions. Energetic actions are more um, beneficial than not. Energetic actions are literally the power of intention is really, I I don't even want to go into that right now. So just mentally plan things out, mentally see things unfolding. Don't be fixed on one outcome, one unfoldment. Try all of the different scenarios energetically, mentally in 30 minutes, right? You're supposed to do at least 30 minutes a day with your eyes closed. Try that. Do 30 minutes a day with your eyes closed. And in that 30 minutes, uh, try to split up your paths and see, play things out you know, see how people's reactions, past behaviors are. And if, you know, visualize them continuing or changing, you know, you're not guaranteed that outcome. Everybody has free will, but you are given that opportunity to play it out and see how it feels for you. So enjoy the energy. Um, Again, very high vibrational energy. The power of manifestation is very intense, almost instant. Um, you are all being exposed, right? I mean, funny thing. Um, funniest thing. The other day, my son wakes up out of his nap and he's like, oh my God, my dream. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, I saw three, and they called them B words, playing with themselves, saying things, playing with themselves. And right away, I heard sex magic. And he was like, there was one that was a fat, you know, dark-skinned female. And he saw her face. He saw everything. He even saw the room that she was in. And then um, a while later, I go on YouTube and I read, you know, I scroll through. And I see somebody's post and it's uh, doing sex magic on you behind the scenes I didn't listen to the video yet. I have to go back. I wanted to to just deal with the energy that I was filtering through um, before I went on that. But I showed my son the the caption of the video and he was like, that's the room that she was in when she was playing with herself. And I'm like, okay. So the video, and then I look at the girl who did that reading 
and her body is somewhat like what my son was saying. So I'm interested and intrigued in all this because it's like my son is highly gifted. He sees everything, dream state, physical state. Um, since he was, man, before he could even, he was in preschool seeing ghosts in our house, like seeing spirits and stuff before me and my daughter would. Like my son is very, 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 very gifted with his sight. Um, so what I know is that I've been constant, consistently attacked by a set of three and he saw the three, he saw their faces, their bodies, their actions, the rooms that they're in. And he's right. And that person, that YouTube reader, you know, whatever, this is what I'm talking about. Kylie put people in motion to think that they're not going to get caught for the shit that they do. I'm sorry. Oya did that. Kylie painted everybody's mask gray. So that way they can be seen no matter what they do. So Oya has people just doing what they like to do, what they've been doing and getting away with. No big deal. Kali painted everybody gray so now people can start seeing you and noticing you. There's nothing to camouflage you. And Yamoja is setting out those waves, those motions, so people can, can make conscious choices to level the fuck up and get out of that comfort zone. Excuse my language. Those people who are floating and going with the flow, your ability to manifest, your ability to get things done, your ability to push through obstacles. If you've got anxiety, depression, eyesight problems, man, go within 30 minutes a day. It takes a while, but it works. Focus on self, focus on breathing, isolate the different ailments, focus on them healing, drink plenty of water. It doesn't happen overnight, but you'll see the improvement. You'll see the change. Talk to your water. I'm focusing on my back pain. Talk to your water. As I drink this water, I alleviate all pain in my body as if I had taken medication and that pain remains alleviated. It never returns. I'm not saying it's never going to come back if you do dumb shit or if people are attacking your energy. It's going to come back. It's not a permanent fix. It's energy. You have to continuously work on it because it's always in motion.